Hello, welcome back to ADHD Energy Empress podcast. I'm really excited and pumped up because I just uploaded the last episode that I recorded and now I feel inspired to record more. And I realized that I can just talk about what's going on for me and just remember to look at my life and the lessons that I'm implementing, the challenges I'm going through, the changes that I'm trialing through that neurodiverse lens and just share with you what I'm learning. And just a little side note, I really was reminded of the method and the podcast episode of using momentum rather than motivation because I've been putting it off for so long to get back to work just because I felt <sighs> tired, overwhelmed, just really not in the mood for it. There's so much else going on. So there's so much reason to just think that my body and brain needs a rest. But once I sat down to upload that podcast episode, I spent two hours working on my website, thinking about copy, which is the writing on websites and the wording, thinking about my marketing strategy and the angle that I'm going to use moving forward and what it really is that I'm trying to do. And I felt so grounded in my plans because sometimes the plans just get so big and so overwhelming. It's really nice to just come back to well, what's the purpose behind it and connect in with how I just want to help people and how I want to do that. And sure, I want to help lots of people on a big wide scale, but just bringing it right back down to me, connecting with you and helping you how I can and just really believing in and loving my products. So I'm really excited to be giving the website a revamp and also to start sharing and connecting with people a bit more, but in simple ways so I don't feel overwhelmed and so it does feel really connected in with my life. So in this podcast episode, I want to share a little bit of a life update and relevant information in regards to parenting. So I've got two kids. They're both on the spectrum. They're both ADHD. Um, they both have either PDA or ODD um, going on. So things can be a little bit crazy, especially I've got my own ADHD and I'm on the spectrum as well. And we homeschool. So I'm single parenting full time, literally with them almost all the time. It's a little bit full on. Well, we do pretty well because we implement everything that I share in the parenting ADHD course and I implement things for myself that I share in the Energy Empresses course and of course everything I share in the podcast episodes as well. Sometimes things slip just like the momentum rather than motivation but they're always there in my brain so it's easy to get back on the horse. So we do pretty well but something that did slip for a little while is this really tiny shift and it's all about mindset, attitude, communication. Sometimes it's hard to see the little changes that we make and we wonder why someone's responding to us differently or things aren't how they used to be and we don't realize it's because of something small within ourselves. I used to have this dynamic with my late partner who um, 
also on the spectrum, also ADHD. And we would notice that we'd get in these cycles and these spirals where we would suddenly be thinking, why are you acting so differently? And it would be because each of us would be making these little tweaks and then in response to the other person's little tweaks, we'd be making these other little tweaks. And so it could spiral or go through these cycles and end up in places of miscommunication or just wondering why someone's behavior has changed and why you know outcomes are changing. And I've noticed the same things with my kids as well, especially my older child. We go through these cycles together and it's like, oh, how have we suddenly ended up in this place? It's because relationships always have a dynamic. It's not just you. It's not just them. It's not just both of you responding to each other. It's responding to the responses and things can cycle and change and shift really quickly. And you find that things are suddenly out of whack. So this is kind of one of those things. And it's basically about how I parent and how I respond, but it's a subtle nuanced thing. And I know it's tricky that I teach a lot of, a lot of subtle nuanced things, but it's these tiny shifts that make huge, massive differences in our lives through the butterfly effect. A, a butterfly flapping its wings on one side of the earth could create a hurricane on the other side, as the saying goes. So... The tiny shift that I've been making is about how I ask my kids to do things because it can spiral in a really negative way. Whereas if I say to my child in a firm voice to do something and I give it as a command, they probably wouldn't respond too well to that. Can you imagine if you're in a workplace and your boss talks to you like that? It may not seem a big deal as parents and it's so common and it's so normal. We expect our kids to do things. We don't want to have to ask or beg our children to do things. We are the authority figure. But if you are on the receiving end, that could make you feel a little bit resentful, a tiny bit spiteful, or just like you're not seen, heard, and respected. And the tiniest bit of that can snowball. If a child feels that, especially some kids who are neurodiverse, then they can respond in a more harsh way they can refuse to cooperate and then the parent feels like they need to be more stern more authoritative and it can escalate in that way until the child's resentful the parent you know goes from zero to a hundred because they're used to the child not responding I used to find it really hard years ago because I'd see this dynamic and I'd want to stop it but the way neural pathways work is it's really easy to form habits, especially when we are responding to our environment, because that's the whole, our brain develops after we're born so that we learn to respond to our environment. Whereas animals like lizards, they just have their instincts and that's what they live off. So we have this really beneficial thing of neuroplasticity, but it means that things can change as we go along. So my daughter and I found ourselves in this dynamic and I wondered how to stop it and I wanted to stop it, but to suddenly break a habit and a response and a dynamic can be quite challenging. So I'm really glad now that I have the tools and the presence and the connection with my daughter to be able to 
see that pattern and do something differently. It's really hard when you're in it to just suddenly decide to behave differently. You can calm your nervous system. You can try and find that mindfulness and do that. However, a lot of people struggle with that. So one thing I find to be really helpful is to have a plan, have a plan as to how to respond differently look for the trigger. So if it's feeling out of control or like your kids aren't listening, then prevent that trigger. For example, like I say, if you feel out of control, you could have the plan. You could change your mindset around why why your child is behaving that way. Or the very simplest thing you could do is realize that if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. So just test, just try doing things differently. And the thing that I'm talking about today specifically is kind of how I talk to my kids. It feels like all the time because it's always trying to communicate, um, guiding their behavior, just little moments throughout the day. But it's not just how we chat through a conversation, although As a side note, I'm learning play therapy at the moment and that is amazing, learning how to talk differently, observe my kids differently, interact with them differently through play and just in a more playful way in everyday life. Totally amazing. But this is more in regards to requests and just noticing their behavior. No one likes being told what to do all the time, let alone someone who's neurodiverse ADHDers find it really hard to meet demands. If there's demands put on ADHDers, it will actually overwhelm them, reduce their capacity and their functioning. Then they won't be able to meet even the most basic demands. And then as a parent, it can feel like pulling your hair out. Why can you not do the most basic thing? Why can't you just get dressed and brush your teeth or just do one of the things? Why can't you just pick that thing up off the floor that you just dropped? So it helps to not put so many demands on them, but obviously we need them to be able to do things throughout the day. So my little trick is, if your kids are old enough, to just notice. And I picked this up from play therapy and kind of transposed it because this wasn't the point of it in play therapy, but to just say to them, oh, your drink bottle needs to be filled up. Or, oh, that plate's still on the table. Or, oh, you dropped that. Or, oh, you're getting crumbs on the chair. Kids are their own, they're their own people. They are intelligent enough to see what's happening, to see, to draw conclusions and decide what needs to happen. Whereas as a parent, we notice, and not only do we notice, but we then tell the child, we make a judgment about what needs to happen. Then we tell the child what needs to happen and demand that they do it. When you just take that step back and just notice, it gives the child that autonomy, that independence, that respect as a human being. It's kind of more how you would talk to an adult rather than just saying, oh, could you, you know, you can say, could you do this? But sometimes you just say, oh, you dropped that or, oh, whoops, that's this thing's happening and just notice and share that. My kids have been so responsive to this because there's also another psychological phenomenon where people like to feel like they're helping. They like to contribute to a household. And I've tried to get them to do that before, but I've had this missing piece of allowing them to see what needs to be done. And the more they do it, the more they get that dopamine hit and the more they want to do it. So it's been working really well. 
it feels good, they like to help and it takes that demand and that pressure off them and stops putting me in this position of authority over them, which they resent and kids with ODD and PDA can definitely resent that. So it just puts you on a more equal basis and at least my kids and some other kids um, who've had this more kind of approach respond really well. A book that I really loved and the first parenting book that helped me was The Explosive Child and that was all about how you communicate to your children and working with the child and working like communicating with respect and how kids respond differently to that especially what they called explosive kids because they didn't want to use terms like ADHD or autism because who knows where some of these things come from some kids aren't neurodiverse and can have these sorts of behaviors so that was a huge breakthrough for me that book was to realize that in parenting these kids all those other parenting books are unhelpful They talk about how to control the behavior, but what needs to happen is that we change how we communicate and we change ourselves and how we parent and how we connect in with these kids. And it's kind of what my whole approach is based off. I believe in working with the neurodiversities because when you're going with the flow of something, it is a lot easier to make it work. Obviously, if you're going against something, you're pushing your whatever the saying is about uh, rowing upstream. And this is one of the simplest ways to do that. And I'm finding it works really well. So that's my short little podcast episode. I'm going to have to stop because I've got kids hanging about. I just wanted to record it while I was feeling inspired, while it was at the front of my mind and share that little tip with you. I reckon I'll do an update on it. Um, There's a few other little shifts I'm making at the moment and I'm really in this mode of getting our life back on track after having a really big... um, big sudden change happen and getting us back into routine and getting the kids responding well to my requests and setting clear expectations and boundaries and showing them in a really gentle way that I am boss, I'm serious and what I say goes and that we're all going to work together as a team to get the cogs working and get our life running on track. And um, I've been sharing with them the positives that when they cooperate with me, then they can get more freedom and flexibility. When our routine flows better, then we have more time for doing fun things. I've also been working on our attachment and um, using a few tricks there and implementing some changes with play therapy. And it's been really, really positive. And there's still a few little explosions here and there and miscommunications and mishaps and all of that stuff. But we are generally moving in the right direction. Even today, they started eating more food and being really positive about trying a few new foods and reintroducing some things back into their diet. And this all comes from really from having a more positive attachment 
and communication. Those things are really, really key and it's amazing to see how quickly these changes can happen and really getting us back on track. And it just shows how changeable things are. Things can get harder, but they can also get easier. And I kind of touched on that in the last episode, talking about how executive functioning can go down sometimes, which implies that it can also go up further beyond what you've ever imagined. So I'm really excited for me and my kids to get life flowing back on track and perhaps even go above and beyond the points that we've reached before. So I'll keep sharing that with you for those of you who are parents, um, parents of neurodiverse kids or um, parents with neurodiversities as well. So just remember that sometimes you can just notice something and give kids the opportunity to make their own judgments and conclusions and take their own actions towards it depending on that age but I think I would assume that from a young age this could help as well working with them as a team like oh what do you think needs to happen or what could we do about that I think all humans like to be treated that way and like to have that kind of more gentle approach and problem solving as a team so you can let me know how it goes um and I will see you in well I'll talk to you in the next podcast episode. Bye.